Entitled boss threatens my job security, but she gets arrested for embezzlement. I remember this particular scenario and wanted to bring it up here. It's a long one, so grab your popcorn and drinks because here we go. So one of my first IT jobs I worked was for a corporate headquarters of a Midwestern sandwich chain. My brother's best friend was the IT manager of this place and was given full reign to hire anyone he wanted. We had previously worked together in another place and he liked my work ethic, so he ended up asking me if I would take the job. Of course, I said yes since I genuinely enjoyed working alongside this friend and I thought it would be cool to report to him. Anyways, a few months go by and everything was going well. I had met and enjoyed most everyone in the IT department. Then one day, the CEO congratulates and welcomes a new CTO. This confused me as I always thought that my friend's boss was the CTO, but then I was told that he was actually an interim CTO this whole time. So being green and naive, I decided to take it upon myself to meet the new CTO. The conversation goes more or less like this. Hi, my name is Jerry. I am one of the help desk technicians here. It's my pleasure to meet you and I look forward to working with you. Sticks hand out to shake hands. CTO blankly stares at my hand, then back at me. Oh, yeah, so if you need any help or have any questions, I'll do my best to help. So just because I'm a woman, I need help? And what exactly can a help desk help me with? Don't offer help to me unless I ask for it. Got it? My friend saw this whole thing play out and was honestly shocked. To this day, the entire exchange still haunts me. In any case, I moved on and tried to stay out of the CTO's way. I decided I wanted to just do my job and work with my friend. The entire time I worked there, my friend had kept me in the loop with all of his projects and his work so that I could hopefully be successful in the field. Then, one day, when I get to the office, I am informed that my friend was fired by a demand of the CTO since he was not meeting expectations. Despite all the reports showing that his leadership and changes did in fact yield a very high rating for ticket closures and customer satisfaction. The same day, the CTO comes to the help desk room and walks up to me. She then says, hey, you, you worked alongside that manager, right? Well, I'm making you the interim manager since you know most everything that he was working on. I felt like it was two slaps to the face. One being that she didn't refer to me by name, and the other is that she gives me my friend's job the same day he was fired. A few weeks go by and I just experience going from meeting to meeting. I keep getting told that performance ratings and customer satisfaction is dropping. In particular, the biggest gripe that was reported was that work orders were not getting any updates for days on end and that requesters were beginning to feel like we were ignoring their issues. I tried to reply with a plan that would help alleviate this, but the CTO said, we will make sure that this is fixed and would not let me speak. After all those meetings, the CTO set up meetings with myself, the director of infrastructure, we'll call him Matt, and the previous interim CTO, we'll call him Joe. Okay, how are we going to fix this problem with the work orders? Well, I got a plan that should help with this. See, what I needed to do is to canvas the tickets and see what, if I needed a plan, I would have asked for it. I want an answer now. Okay, well, I'm trying to give you the answer, which is part of this plan. It's useless then. If you can't get the answer, any other ideas? At this point, we all stayed fairly silent and the CTO was just more or less rambling to herself. And at the end, her response was glorious. Okay, so moving forward, no matter what it is, I want every ticket to be updated immediately with everything that is going on with the request as it is being worked on. Uh, everything that is going on with the request immediately as it happens? Are you sure about that? 
I feel like that's going to, I know what I said. If I had to repeat myself, consider yourself out of a job. Uh, understood. She then proceeds to send an email summarizing almost everything that happened in the meeting. She then writes that I have no constructive information to provide, but again, see her plan there. It was then that it occurred to me. Cue malicious compliance. I go back to the help desk room to announce the immediate change. Hey everyone, I just wanted to give you a heads up that moving forward, you are to provide every work order with any and all updates possible. That includes anything from looking at the ticket to moving a laptop to typing on it. Just anything you do must be related and entered into a ticket. One of my texts says, um, you want everything in the tickets? Yup, you heard that right everything. As you work on the tickets, keep those updates coming. Which led another tech to say, but if we do that, we could potentially trigger spam filters. Also, it's going to flood the requester's mailbox. Did you mention this to the CTO? She didn't care to hear about it. It's apparently not constructive information. The other four technicians stayed silent until one of them said, a storm is brewing. This is going to be fun. And we all laughed knowing what was going to happen. I went to the email that the CTO sent regarding the summary of our meeting and opened it in our window of the computer. Then I continued to do as she asked. And so did the other technicians. It wasn't even an hour before our updates were being blocked by the spam filters and we started getting emails from requesters asking us why there were so many updates on the work orders. Others were asking to be removed from future ticket updates and many demanding to speak to a manager regarding this sudden disturbance. I updated the IT help desk email with an automatic reply that says something along the lines of the following. Thank you for your message. If this is in regards to your ticket updates, rest assured that we have your best interest in mind. A new policy is in place to provide you with as much transparency to your IT request. This is in hopes to provide you a better customer experience. Please rest assured that we are aware of the amount of tickets this may produce. We hope to provide further support to you and look forward to completing your request shortly. Company IT help desk. It was no longer after this that the CEO came into the help desk room and demanded to know what the hell was going on. I could tell he was ready to fire somebody when I calmly said, good afternoon, sir. We were simply following orders and pointed at my screen to the email with my meeting summary. The CEO looked at me and growled. As we were walking, we walked past Matt, Joe's and the CTO's office. Each time the CEO growling at them in my office now. We get in his office and the conversation goes like this. What the hell is going on? I will reiterate, I'm only following orders. And what exactly were those orders? Here is the email from the CTO regarding this order. Sir, I can explain. I was just thinking that, and did no one stop to think what issues this would cause? Well, Jerry did try to explain a plan to the CTO. If I'm not mistaken, Jerry knows that if exchange servers detect multiple updates coming out like this in a small time window, it triggers the spam blockers. And that's why my plan was to update each ticket only once a day, rather than after every single thing that was done towards the request. I asked you to update at the end of the day with everything that happened with the work orders. According to your summary, you did ask for ticket updates as they occurred, and Jerry's team provided this. Why did you not listen to Jerry's plan of action? Well, sir, I have been working in the field since before 2000. What can someone like Jerry provide me with? Well, 
He can help you with the information to tell you why your idea just caused the company a ton of money since now our exchange server got overloaded. When I was talking about canvassing, I was trying to say that I wanted to reach out to each location's manager to compile a list of tickets to update in a scheduled manner rather than doing them all at once. But since you wouldn't listen to me and even threatened to fire me, I had to comply with your plan. I cannot believe that this is happening. Why am I being targeted here? At this point, the CEO asked Matt, Joe, and me to leave while he had some words with the CTO on what teamwork means. Several minutes later, the network and infrastructure team was able to reboot the exchange servers and remove the IT help desk mailbox from the spam filters. I later provided a mass email update to the organization, apologizing for any inconveniences that were caused and that I would be reaching out to provide planned support. I would soon find out that the CTO was placed on unpaid leave until further investigations were pending. I ended up quitting a few months after that. Since after the incident, the CTO was frequently trying to take her grudge out on Joe, Matt, and me. I did leave reporting the incident to HR. I did find out later that the CTO was terminated and arrested for embezzlement. Now the OP did actually have a pretty big update. I am genuinely shocked at how much this blew up. Thank you all. Well, I suppose I will do my best to tie up some loose ends. For starters, for those who don't believe that this is real, there are actually court documents out there regarding the embezzlement issues. I won't link them since I would rather not get this story traced back to me. But just think really hard of some of the most popular United States Midwestern sandwich shops and look for embezzlement you might find your proof. Another thing, for anyone who thinks that I was being respectful towards the CTO on my introduction, no, it wasn't because of chivalry. I respect everyone equally, despite their status or position, or power, I suppose. When I started at this company, everyone was super friendly and genuinely liked working with one another. So greeting new staff in a friendly manner and offering to provide assistance was just the norm. So the fact that she came in with that large of a chip on her shoulder and further accused me of being sexist really threw me off. Furthermore, to clarify, that experience haunts me every time I speak to any female staff and thoughts race through my head. It makes me wonder if what I did or said could be deemed sexist, despite knowing damn well that I'm being respectful and professional. Okay, now on to the juicy bits, the embezzlement. When I found out about the embezzlement, I had already jumped ship from this place and moved on to a much better company. At the new company, I actually ended up poaching some of the best staff from the previous company to come work alongside me. Although I had almost no connections left at the Sandwich HQ place, some of the people I had brought over still had quite a number of connections back there. When I left, the company was no longer as friendly as it used to be. It was obvious that it was going down the toilet and overall becoming toxic, completely opposite from the image they tried to portray. So one day I came into work and one of my buddies just shoots out of his chair, walks over to my desk and opens Google Chrome and types in a certain set of words and hits search. The top item was a public court document. I read through it and found out everything. I reached out to Joe to see if he was still there. Sure enough, he had left a few months after the scandal. He informed me of what happened. So it turns out that Mark and one of his employees were taking money from one of the vendors to be able to basically remain as one of the company's utility companies across the US. At this time, the CTO was looking to switch to a different provider, but this particular provider did not want to lose the company since it was their biggest contract. So the CTO made a deal with the head of that provider company where they were suddenly accepting unreported funds. 
What ended up happening though was that one of these employees reported his earnings in his taxes, which somehow ended up getting back to the company. I'm not sure how this whole part worked out. I'm not a tax guy. This is where I called my contact from the financial department. My contact had told me that she saw the reported income and that it did not add up at all. His income basically was doubled, but she worked alongside payroll and they knew his wages. The fact that he reported almost double his income could get him both and the company in serious trouble. So she did the only thing she could do, which was have an audit done. They reported this to the CEO and agreed to bring in an outside auditor, just to avoid any sort of possible conflict of interest. The auditor then came back to find where the extra funds came from, being a special contract with Mark, his employee, and the CTO that signed off on it. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. They worded it very carefully so that it would go under the radar, but that taxes would be charged to the company. A week after the audit, some officials arrived at the company and arrested those three individuals. I'm not sure if they served jail time or something, but they sure as hell were walked out in handcuffs. Oh, and to answer one final question, for those wondering how the hell the CTO got that job position in the first place, she was friends with the CEO. She apparently is still out there being a CTO to this day. At my current job, one of my workers asked me if I knew this person's name. And I kid you not, I was like, how the F do you know her? 
only to later find out the coworker worked for the CTO and hated her. My coworker was going through some major issues while at that company, and then she opened up about it. The CTO threatened to fire her as she was just a liability waiting to happen. My coworker is in safe hands now where she gets treatment and therapy as she needs it. But let me know, am I the jerk? This story took a turn I wasn't expecting. At first, I thought it was just going to be a simple malicious compliance against the manager, but then to find out the same manager was doing some shady business after the OP left, now that was a story. One thing that did annoy me was the automatic sexist comment from the CTO. I understand that women face a lot of hardships in the world, let alone the workplace. But reactions like this do mess with your mind if you are a dude that is just trying to be helpful or professional. I once dated a girl that was very similar to this CTO because she would never let me pay for her. Like I'm totally down with women that want to pay for themselves, but I could couldn't even try to do it out of kindness without her saying, I'm a woman and I can take care of myself. That relationship didn't last too much longer for a bunch of reasons. My job tells me to vote with my feet, so I do just that. In my old role, compliance for a financial institution, we used to be split into two groups, investigation and alert. Alerts did the first level of processing of items that came in and then determined whether they should be escalated for further review, sent to investigations, or closed out. Alerts was expected to get through 8 to 15-ish items per day, depending on referral channels and other factors. While investigations was lucky in some areas to get through two per day, some cases could take days or weeks to do. I worked in investigation, especially within Treasury, which was considered the most complex area, and I primarily dealt with high scrutiny slash high complexity items like law enforcement referrals. I was also main trainer for Treasury and had created all of the training materials and processes. Additionally, I worked as the point of contact slash representative on the procedure management group, so I knew them inside and out. What it boils down to is I made myself the keystone species of the department. I'll bet inadvertently. As happens with any organization, there was an ebb and flow of employees in our area, but for the most part, we stuck around because we were treated fairly, enjoyed our work, and had senior leadership who actually tried to understand what we did and why we did it. We weren't dealing with people who thought they knew better or who would make arbitrary decisions for the sake of implementing change and saying that they did something. Sure, it wasn't perfect, but it worked pretty well. That all changed when they decided to merge alerts and investigations together and make everyone do everything. Things went downhill pretty quickly, especially because the leadership that was given control was from alerts. As far as they were concerned, a case is a case is a case. It's not. And you should be able to get through all things quickly. You can't. And they're all created equally. They weren't. They put undue pressure on folks to get through the caseload far faster than was feasible, if you do it right anyways, and removed all specializations, which made it incredibly difficult to get into the groove of the work because different areas had different expectations and procedures. To add to that, they promoted people who had no business being elevated and ignored tenured investigators who should have been first up. All that did was piss off the good employees and create a whole bunch of post-turtles in leadership roles. As one would expect, attrition skyrocketed. They weren't paying us nearly enough to deal with this BS, so people left for better internal and external roles at alarming rates. When the pandemic hit, we were, for the most part, stuck. Hiring freezes galore, and there was always a fear of leaving, then getting screwed and being jobless during the disaster that was the world. A bit more background, at work, I have always had a reputation for honesty and for speaking my mind, often to the chagrin of senior leadership. As far as I'm concerned, you can't complain about something if you don't try to fix it. 
So when everything was at peak awfulness, I said something on a call with the aforementioned senior leadership, knowing that it was unlikely anything was going to change, but at least I would know I tried. I was later pinged by one of the managing directors in our overarching department, not up to my direct reporting line, but in the same organization. We'll call him C. I worked with C a number of times over the years. He had a rocket strapped to his butt and was perfectly content to ride that puppy until he could go no further. He is definitely a bit of a yes man, but that's what genuinely happens when you're in that type of role. I am unlikely to ever be a yes woman because it's not my personality, but it takes all kinds. And you never know what might happen in the future. When C pinged me, he asked me if I could chat and give him some more details about the situation. I knew I had nothing to lose, so we go on a call and I explain the problems and my opinions on the proposed solutions. Revert back to specialization in case types, pay industry standards, have leadership work on acquiring a better understanding of the job so as to be able to make more inferred decisions, etc. Nothing unreasonable. Though I know that it was unlikely any of this would be done, C's response? Vote with your feet. For those who never have heard this expression before, it basically means to quit. About what I expected, but I was impressed that he went right out and said it. Especially because we both knew the whole department would be screwed if I left. I'm sure he figured I would never leave. After all, I had stayed for almost 8 years already, even though the awfulness didn't truly start until fairly late in the game. Fast forward a couple of months to summer 2021. I had been focusing on finding another role. I had been even before talking to C, but this gave me renewed incentive. I was being particular about what I applied for because I didn't want to leave for the sake of leaving, especially knowing any internal move would mean I'm stuck there for a year and I didn't want to risk screwing myself out of something perfect by jumping the gun. My caution paid off, and I was offered an amazing internal opportunity that would pretty much fit me like a glove. I kept my move quiet for a variety of reasons, only telling my manager, but I knew it would eventually make it up the chain. I just wanted to keep it as quiet as possible as long as possible. Well, a week or so before I was scheduled to start my new role, I got pinged from C asking me to hop on a call and whether he could convince me to stay. They couldn't. I got on the video call, and when he asked me why I was leaving, I looked at him and said, well, see, I'm going to do what you told me to do. He gave me the cocker spaniel look, complete with head tilt, and I just smiled and said, I'm voting with my feet. The satisfaction I got from the look on his face when he made the connection brought me so much joy. He was completely dumbfounded. It was just chef's kiss. But let me know, am I the jerk? It's crazy how we can be stuck at our jobs for so long before we realize it's time for a change and usually it's a manager that gets you to make that change. I've said it a million times on the jerk channel before, but I worked at my last job for years until a manager that hated me sealed the deal of me wanting to quit the company to try to make content full time. I can't tell you how many times I've stayed at a place because I like my manager, but the moment I hated them, I was out. That's it for today's video. If you want to make sure you don't miss out on any content, hit that subscribe button and make sure you hit that bell to turn on notifications. If you want to finish listening to all those stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you're someone who live streams and needs copyright free music, check out the Cream of the Crop music by searching Cream of the Stream on Spotify or whatever music platform you choose. Remember, it's free.